0: In a battle of the big cats, Lions and Panthers went head to head in what seemed like a very even game. Panthers narrowly edged the head into the lead, 5-3 in the first third. Good communication and Birmingham Lions vigorous crowd support gave them the boost they needed to edge their way forward 9-7 in the second. The final third brought the real heat to the ice with the Lions forwards hungry for goals ending the game with a stellar 13 9 win proving Lions will always remain big cats on this turf a well deserved mention should go to our goalie and man of the match michael smart on his debut performance Oh! Oh! shoot oh hey, on goal. On
1: <laughs> BYG Woo! Celebrity does the sweeping of the ice. My feet speedy does it still just to- oh. oh, it's a goal from Nicholas Hauger. And now he's celebrating. Up the bar down the ice. So now rolling, it's a rolling puck. Sweet, sweet! sweet. It's off as uh, Sheffield win the race. Oh, God, it's in the danger zone. Oh, oh
0: no, Oh! no sorry. We're sorry we're laughing. It's just... That was bad timing. Sorry about that. And uh, good day, ladies and gentlemen and uh, children and uh, people of all shapes and sizes. I'm joined as always by Nick Iv. How you doing, Nick? I am very good, Rambo. Yourself? I'm doing very well. Um it is our twentieth episode uh this show. Uh you feeling good that we've made it this far?
1: Uh I am feeling pretty good. Uh I'm only wishing there was cake here to celebrate this. Uh
0: what's Mrs. Ival up to these days?
1: Oh, Rambo, wait, you should remind me of that later on. I've got some terrible, terrible news for you later on. But I don't want to ruin the first bit of the podcast, so...
0: Oh, dear. Oh, dear.
1: Um, well, just, uh,
0: you may have heard something strange before the the intro music there. That uh, was a summary of the game, the opening game in uh, Check-In 2 South uh, between Birmingham Lions and uh, Coventry and Warwick Panthers. Uh, the uh, Birmingham Lions sent me the summary there. So we thought we'd read it out. sounds like it was a pretty entertaining game, finishing
1: 13-9. It, it does indeed. Uh, a typical BYJ, uh, BYJ game. and It's not the first or last kind of very high-scoring game we've seen to start the season. Certainly nicer to see uh, someone that's a little bit more even, put it that way. But um, but no, it's great for those guys to get going. We said all along that that division could go down to the wire between a couple of teams. So... Uh, as advertised, some good thrilling hockey in that division. Certainly, I
0: mean, um, and it, it's amazing that their, their goalie picked up uh, play. You know, player of the match. Uh, obviously, doesn't say a lot about what what was going on in front of them defensively.
1: Um, no. So either either as you say, the goalie stood on his head and had a great game, no defence, or it's the old cop out of can't really pick anyone. Quick, who should we pick? Uh, I mean, which, uh, which, which, from my experience, always works until it's a game potentially like this where the goalie might have been hung out to dry and then the goalie gets quite annoyed that mm, he's been picked.
0: Yeah. Now, just uh, just looking at the. Uh, uh, because it, my page is sitting open now, the Cup competition 1819 uh, 19. Uh, right at the top, Edinburgh played their first two games against Nottingham and uh, Nottingham Home and Away. And their aggregate score was 13-9, so that says a lot about how that game went uh, down down in Birmingham, anyway.
1: <laughs> exactly. There's been, uh, been, from from my quick overview, there's been some quite uh, little feast or famine games in terms of we've had some very close, proper hockey games or we've had some absolute goal gluts. So either the standard of goaltending has gone up a lot or it's gone down a lot. And maybe, maybe a couple of weeks in, by Christmas, we might have got back to our usual kind of... Uh,
0: Middle of the road
1: hockey, <laughs> yeah. And when I say middle of the road, it's normally thirty nine nil. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I mean that thirty nine score line reminds me of the old BPL, which you are probably too young to remember, Nick. Uh, which involved like the the Murrayfield Racers, uh, the original uh, Murrayfield Racers, the uh, the Fife Flyers, um, Peterborough Pirates, and all this sort of thing. And you get games regularly finishing ten eight and stuff. Uh, and these were the goalies that represented our country and worlds. Um so <laughs> <laughs> there we have it. Um so we'll go quickly through the divisions, Nick. There's there's not a lot you know, there's not been a lot of hockey played, but some, some interesting results so far as you've as you've alluded to already. Uh in the north, um as as predicted, I suppose, um Edinburgh and St Andrews are are leading the way essentially. Um, Edinburgh haven't played three games. Uh, I know they won their third game against Sheffield three-two. Uh, so they they're, they're currently on six points, although the the table won't show that at the moment. Um, there was a, a problem with time and ice being entered for the goalie for the sheep, so it's been sent sent back for uh, uh, redoing. Um, and uh, the Typhoons um, won eight-four away to. Uh, Manchester and then uh, 10-6 at home um, and I tell you what Manchester I know they, they they lost by four goals in each game but they don't look like a bad side
1: uh, No from what uh, the early impressions I've kind of got from them as well I think as advertised they could um, watch out Sheffield and Nottingham better get your uh, better get your stuff together I know Sheffield Sheffield Manchester you see that the scoreline in that game
0: 10-8 Yes uh, 10-8 in that game as well and uh, uh, well I mean as I was saying, not maybe not one for the goalies, but if Manchester can uh, show up a little bit defensively, yeah, you're right. Beware, Nottingham in uh, in Sheffield. Um, you could be a uh, could be falling fast in that table.
1: Could be indeed.
0: Yeah, and uh, then then looking at the south, not a lot has happened in the south. Cambridge currently leading the way on goal difference. Uh, still a lot of hockey to be played in in that one. Um. And of course, uh, Cardiff again. Um, as we as we suspect, will probably end up playing spoiler at some point in this in this division. Um, though London are in a bit of a hole, but I can't see them staying in a hole too long. Uh, with the side they've got. You, you, ever, uh, you ever tried to trap trap a dragon in a hole, mm, no, no. I, I know that um the Khaleesi tried to keep them in a in a bit under the castle, and that just that just did not work out
1: for anyone. I begin to someone that like that will be Dave eventually hmm <laughs> Sorry, Dave.
0: <laughs> toasted rogers um <laughs> 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 and then uh check in too um the uh, well let's I know that they're your team and that seems a bit self indulgent but let's say uh, let's talk start with the kings bounce back from a bit of a a bit of a shock result at the start of the season,
1: yeah, it was a shock for all involved in terms of uh, shock to have our goalie pull out the night before and three other players on the day. Um, but it is what it is. Congrats to Sheffield. It was a big win. Uh, I know seeing Mr Carrot is always a personal highlight of my year. Um, I'll be looking forward to the other highlight sometime after Christmas. But, um, but no, it potentially scuppered our chances, but then uh, a couple of nice bounce-back games and then an absolute barnstormer game at the weekend against Leeds, which, like, uh, it's one of those that you look back at that game and you think, man, if that game had been, like, live at Nationals, that would have been a great game for for everyone to watch, if you know what I mean. A proper hockey game, a 4-2 scoreline, kind of nip and tuck here and there, swings and, uh, swings and roundabouts with the momentum, and just finish with, uh, unfortunately for us, a bit of a, a greasy goal, a bit of a dodgy bounce of the puck, getting Leeds in front, and then they just did did what needed to be done but at the end of the day Leeds as advertised great team worked hard amazing structure and i think from our point of view it's uh, all over but the shouting
0: yeah um Leeds yeah, Leeds seem to be pretty much on fire this season uh led by Josh Herter who's uh who's getting their goals we want to get him on the pod at some point um and hopefully it will come on and not hurt our feelings. <laughs> um, there we go. Sorry, I've been I've been waiting um, since I decided, since we talked about doing this pod to to use that joke. So I apologise to everyone at home.
1: Not that he's cryptid it anything.
0: <laughs> and then of course uh, the other uh, the other game uh, the other division the the, the, the shaded division and four teams in the south. Uh, Birmingham Lions firmly leading the way as as you heard at the top of the show. Uh, Birmingham. Uh, winning thirty nine in their their opener, but then backing that up with a uh, another uh, solid seven five victory after that over the Imperial Devils. So um, Birmingham looking good so far, but I mean it's such a short division two two from two is a good place to good place to be. Uh, you know uh, you've got you've got to play catch up. You throw you throw everything at it straight away.
1: Uh, yeah, I would agree. It's just, yeah. that's a short season. It's basically one give a Russian roulette that that division. Like one one mess up and uh, probably curtains for you. Yeah,
0: yeah, and it might it might come down to who travels better, as as we've said before.
1: Uh, yeah, I,
0: I, yeah, agree with that. I know from their Twitter that um, Imperial do have a win over UCL, uh, but um, it's obviously not online yet, uh, and Birmingham would still be. Uh, top of the division. Um, check-in one. Not much happening in checking one so far. Um, everybody apart from your good selves has just played one game by the looks of the table.
1: Yeah. Um, have you have you noticed the little wrinkle that comes with this yet, Rambo? What's that? Uh, I'll, 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 give, I'll give you. I'll give you twenty seconds to search the statistics to find for something that oh, you'll find highly amusing. Is this the
0: uh, seventeen points in one game guy? Oh,
1: no, 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 no. However, that, that is remarkably impressive, especially considering he scored the majority of them in the third period of a game that was already kind of dusted. But anyway.
0: Um, I cannot see this wrinkle that you speak of, I'm
1: afraid. Really? Uh, yeah, let me just double, double check for you. Uh, have you not ho- noticed the, uh, the goalie stats potentially?
0: Oh the goalie stats, hold on. Um Ben Briggs zero 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 goals against average for Manchester. Has there been some kind of um
1: Yeah, so that's been put in wrong, so ignore that, but just just look at the rest of the um
0: Tom Brooks Smith
1: Nope. I
0: at? Nick Ival What are you doing playing in goals?
1: <laughs> that was the That was the response I had when I was there. Goals.
0: <laughs> that took long enough, but it was worth the wait. Uh, Things have got that desperate. Six goals against average. Is that in a 5-4 game? <laughs>
1: hey, we, hey, we won, hey, we won the 5-4 game and then we unfortunately lost 8-6 against right. Manchester. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Right. So have you not, played both games? i my inner Burke Ricchetti yet, but... No, no, um, that's a hard thing
0: to do. Uh, find your inner Berk Uh we'll however
1: get- I uh, I would say I am very happy to obviously be leading uh, leading that group of goalies in one stat which is I do have the most points
0: hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, with my one assist in Nottingham
0: <laughs> excellent and then uh, down in the south uh, Spitfires um, <clears throat> leading the way 29-1 and as you've said very impressive stuff 17 points in a 29-1 game Uh um, congratulations yeah congratulations um, I see some old old names there that we used to Orlando Beckett, Matthew Baker Alexander Attack Alec Harbutt, I think they've all played a bit before Um, so Southampton as we've said, uh, leading the way we're not sure of the Kent Southampton results it would be interesting to see what that was and then looking at non-checking two um, there has been no games according to the sheet though I Perfect. think Newcastle Wildcats women's played at Hull, but I'm not sure of the result of that one.
1: Twenty-three <clears throat> 0 to Hull. Oh dear. And, and the next game after that is uh, Bradford Twenty Northumbria Breaking C Zero. So a couple of shutouts then. Um, yeah, it's a couple of couple of just tight shutouts. So. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm, I'm sure the Newcastle women will not mind me mentioning this, but unfortunately I do believe that division might be the haves and the have-nots
0: Right, okay, well that's the way it goes sometimes, unfortunately um, exactly. and then uh, non-checking two south uh, Oxford Vikings uh, in control at the moment with their. they've just played one game um, they've played the, the women's blues and uh, won uh not entirely sure what they've won. I think they won eleven nil, and then the uh, Imperial Bees um, as well also have a victory over the Oxford Women's Blues. So not much happening in that division apart from the the uh, Oxford teams have played a couple of games uh, so far, um, and then uh, in Division Three uh, essentially nothing has nothing has happened. Um, but there's of course there's been some other challenge matches if, across the board. Um, not sure of the ones that happened in Newcastle. What was your score with the Tyneside Jesters, Nick? Uh,
1: the B team lost eight, four or three, I believe, in pre-season. That's
0: that's not bad. That Tyneside Jesters team's got some pretty pretty decent um, BHA yeah. alumnus yeah. In it, uh, it, I... It's
1: a pretty decent outfit. And as as coach of that team, I was happy with the run-out because it gave us what we wanted. We didn't want uh, a walkover. We wanted someone to come in and beat us. So that we could learn things about ourselves. So job done.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then uh, the uh, Newcastle team. I'm not sure how they got on with the the East Nomads, but I'm sure we'll get that result at some point. Um, Leeds and Manchester C tying at two. That sounds like it was a a good old fashioned proper hockey game <laughs> compared to some of these these scores, crazy scores we've had. Um, Eagles have they went undefeated in preseason against uh, two under twenties teams, and then they played the uh, the Edinburgh Phoenix, uh, recce team. Still,
1: that looked like a good game.
0: Yeah, but the uh, the last apparently the game in Fife. I'm hearing different reports from different people. Uh, some of the people who were at it said the Eagles maybe got a tad lucky to to pull it back three two, and it was gutsy by them. Some you know some people saying it was one of the best games they've seen so. In a while, so that's good to good to hear. It was good competition, um, they got a wee bit further ahead against the uh, the Murrayfield under twenties, but that kind of reflects where those teams are in the in the under twenties leagues, as far as I understand. Uh, Steel Queens, of course, they they started with a a, a win against Lowland Raiders, who are a, a Scottish team, uh, then went to Oxford and and just a massive shout out to Oxford who had a really sort of a lot of new players that were playing and stuff and. Uh, and we had just a great time. We went out for a meal and stuff beforehand. And then a uh, turnabout, I suppose, is fair play because the Steel Queens came home and got absolutely hammered by uh, Edinburgh line 16 nil. It's easy Yeah. Um, uh, in fairness, Mary went from having three shots against Oxford to having uh, 52, I think it was, against Edinburgh Lions. So it kind of balanced I'm, out in the, <laughs> in
1: the end. I'm, the- I'm just thinking, there's obviously... Uh... Your, your good friend Mark Thompson uh, suffered last night and, uh, and Mary Sophie, suffered on Friday night. We could probably pay for like joint counselling to I don't know, keep down on costs, maybe.
0: Yeah, <laughs> possibly. possibly. Um, but uh, the reason I mentioned the Steel Queens is not just purely self-indulgent because it's, it's the team I, I run, but also um, I had a quick chat with Emily Roberts, uh, one of the Steel Queens, about her first time... Uh, playing in a game of hockey, and here it is. So, hello everyone, I'm joined here with Emily Roberts um, of the Caledonia Steel Queens, who's just started playing hockey about a month ago. Emily, um, how are you enjoying it so far?
2: It's great, it's really nice to be doing a sport that like is a bit different, so no one at home that I know plays ice hockey or even like watches it or anything, so it's cool to do something different.
0: Okay, and um, you were thrown into the deep end a bit, you had your first game on Saturday, uh, how did you uh, find that?
2: It was all right. It's kind of it's easier to pick up the rules as you're playing rather than just being told them. Um, and it was good to actually kind of put into practice the stuff I've been doing for the past six weeks or so.
0: And how are you finding offsides?
2: Mm, I don't like offsides. I can't turn around fast enough to not be offside when they call it. Um, but I'll have to work on that, yeah.
0: <laughs> OK, and uh, so as I say, you've just been going a month. Um, you've had your first game already. Um what would you say to anyone else that was considering um taking up ice hockey for the first time?
2: Just do it. Like I'm not trying to rip off Nike or anything, but just come down and give it a go because I couldn't skate or play ice hockey at all like a month and a half ago and I just played a game and helped out. So, yeah, just give it a go.
0: Okay, and uh also it wasn't just your first game it was your first road trip. Um could you tell us a bit about that experience?
2: Um 13 hours driving for two hours on the ice seems like a bad payoff but because you're with the team the whole time it's just a really nice experience and a good way to spend a weekend
0: yeah, and so obviously this is possibly your first hockey memory is this something that you'll uh you'll cherish for the rest of your life it's a bit sinister but um i'll i'll stick with it
2: yeah definitely like everyone's really proud of me like my flatmates are going to come watch the next game and stuff and it's just yeah it's a nice atmosphere and it's a good thing to be doing
0: and knowing uh, from the page that no doubt um, your parents, etc. will be listening in, um, do you want to say anything to them?
2: Everyone just needs to learn what an assist is. Like, it's not that difficult terminology. Everyone keeps asking me what an assist is, and they should just look it up.
0: So um, you've got your first assist, actually. That's that's nice. Uh, so what are you looking for in your next game, uh, your first goal? <laughs>
2: Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, I think just being able to contribute a bit more and, like, make some passes and not fall over and not go offside. I'll stick with that.
0: Excellent. Well, um, uh, I've, I've enjoyed coaching you this season, and uh, no doubt you'll go from strength to strength, uh, and by fourth year, you'll be playing for the Eagles. So uh, thanks very much. So it was nice to hear the experience of uh, somebody there, Nick, who's just fresh to the game. Um, do you remember your first game of hockey?
1: Funny, funny story. I don't remember my first game of hockey because it was down in Bradford against Huddersfield, which proves how long ago that is. And uh, I was backchecking, which this proves for all those out there in Hockeyland: by backchecking is bad. Um, I backchecked and was tripped and slid headfirst into the net and got concussion.
0: And then you told Andrew McKinnon, and he uh, and he decided never to backcheck again. Is that
1: is that how it went? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Um, so you potentially say that like you should not even come much further past the opponent's far blue line, but he, he seems to have taken the right on board quite well.
0: <laughs> He's, he certainly has. And uh, I, my first game of hockey was when I was five years old, uh, and I don't remember that much about it. Though I think, although I was signed for Murrayfield, I guessed it for Pear. That might be wrong. No, my first game of hockey was for Murrayfield against Glen Rothis, which was back when Glen Rothis had a rink, so that was a very long time ago in nineteen ninety. Um and I know what you're all thinking you've not improved since you were five. <laughs>
1: so you might want to give it a rest, mate. Um, hey, remember that, that old thing you shared on Facebook comes up on the timeline every year, that uh, was it an eight point game, was it?
0: Eight point game, six goals, two assists, yeah, that was that was me. Take,
1: take that one out
0: yeah <laughs> um and uh yeah so we'll we'll move on um, Nick uh as many people will know um we're we're getting near festive time. it's two more pods till christmas the uh the winter brings its own fun and games obviously getting to games and stuff but uh a, a, a crew are going to finland uh are there spaces left? can you tell us a bit more about it?
1: Now, podcast exclusive. As of right now, not to reveal what exactly what time we're doing this, but as of uh, 8.36 on the 20th of November, um, currently I believe the camp is full now, gents, ladies and gents, I'm afraid. Um, it is something I am looking into double-check over the next, well, after this podcast and tomorrow morning, and I will be contacting those lucky few who have a place. Um, but then I will be looking at the other options of how we could potentially uh, try and squeeze some more people in. So if you are listening to this and you were really interested in going to Finland, check out the BYC Facebook page. Put some nice photos on there and some, uh, some good stuff about Viramaki. Like feel free to contact the Facebook page or email the camp's address or me directly or through Facebook or email again. And uh, let me know because there may still be an opportunity for you to go. Not saying that the window is fully closed, but certainly it's uh, no longer wide open. Put it that way.
0: Right. Okay. Well, I mean, we did tell people that they need to they need to uh, move quickly if they wanted to take up the opportunity of uh, what is going to be probably the best uh, viennois in history. Because <clears throat> I am going. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Nick, what 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 advice would you give me as a first time viennois uh, attendee? What, what what should I know? Bring shorts. Bring shorts, right? Okay. I don't believe you because it's the last time you reported that it was freezing. Um,
1: oh no! Hold on! Hold on! Best best advice I can give you: don't go cross country skiing. Oh, I
0: signed up for that
1: too. Oh, if you're going, if you're going, I might now have to go because it could be fun. Well, <laughs> my 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 experience last year, I'm really can't be as bad as that. And also now, if you're going, this is going to be pretty good fun. So, uh, I'm I'm i think I'm going to have to. wear... Uh, Email Mr. Hopkins and change my reservation for the uh, dog cross-country SEO.
0: <laughs> and is, uh, is this the is this the incident where Dave fell over, or was it you that fell over? I can't. Remember.
1: No, it was me that fell over. Like one kilometer, one kilometer into the seven-kilometer course, and snapped a pole. <laughs> then came the longest afternoon of my life. <laughs> So, it involves many Mr. Bean-type episodes of people skiing along, going down hills, falling down, slash, going off-piste into small frozen water-type puddles.
0: <laughs> so sounds like it's a lot of fun, and um, as long as you're prepared to laugh at yourself,
1: That's exactly. Fun. If you're willing to do that, it can be great fun. But other than that. Um, getting the chance to nail Andy Miller in the head with a snowball is always like an opportunity that you don't want to miss out on. Uh, I know obviously this time is going to be real special, not just because you're there, Rambo, but obviously with the GV girls being there as well and a full development camp, it's going to be it's going to be different. I've been to Viramaki when we've taken big groups before in the summer, but obviously the winter is just going to make that all a little bit more special. It's uh, a winter wonderland as advertised
0: well certainly i'm um, i'm looking forward to to the the winter wonderland i had my summer holiday uh in in california so I, I think maybe coming going to finland in winter that's that's the way to do it
1: uh just go from one extreme to the complete opposite
0: uh, uh yes
1: <laughs> and also just to remind you rambo that everyone on their first time during the winter from the committee has been in the uh, in the lake after dinner one night so not to kind of press on you the tradition but what you get thrown in the lake? Well, if you don't jump in by choice, you could always get thrown in. Oh dear! Uh,
0: <laughs> people, when you start pulling me out, there'll be people from Greenpeace shops saying that you're whaling. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, Nick, I mean, I don't know about you, but do you? Uh, you're obviously interested in hockey out, out with the uh, the BIH. Is that is that correct? I am indeed. Yeah, me too. Um, I maybe don't follow it as much as I'd like. However, um, there's a, a lot of good opportunity online to uh, to read up on various um, hockey uh, out with out with the BIHA and especially the elite league. And I had took the opportunity the other day there to speak to um, Hazel Racing from uh, Chasing the Puck, um, who runs her own. Uh, Blog and it's uh, it's now got many writers for the for the blog, um, and so here she is, folks. I'm joined with uh, Hazel Racing. I hope I've got the pronunciation right. From chasing the puck, um, Hazel, you've uh, you've got quite a good blog site for hockey in the UK. Um, what what got you into hockey?
3: Ah, uh, what got me into hockey? I have a friend in Sheffield um, who firstly introduced me to the NHL. Um, and the Caps and the Penguins actually, firstly, really, and then she. What well, must have been? We've been talking for about six months, six to eight months, and she invited me up to Sheffield for a game. I think who was it? For Lunder, I think. I think it was one of their CHL games. They were playing for Lunder, and I went up and she's got glass side season tickets, so I sat with her and I was just hooked from the first game. Really, like it was. I've never really got into a particular sport before, but this was one that. I felt like I could get behind and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, I met a couple of players and it all just kind of went from there, really.
0: So uh, for Orlando, the CHL, that couldn't have been that long ago because I don't think that CHL's been going that long. Is that maybe four or five years ago?
3: Uh, it was the 5th of September, 2015.
0: Oh, there you go. And, and obviously you, you must have fallen in love with it pretty quickly because you've now got... Uh, um, chasing the puck. So tell us a bit about chasing the puck and, and how how that came about for you.
3: Um, right. Well, chasing the puck really was. It was just my blog to start with. I didn't have anybody else. It was just me. Um, I went to my first commentary blaze game. We'd got tickets. I think they were cheap ones or something for that particular game. And we got. We were up in the sky lounge at the Sky Dome uh, against Dundee. And um, I was there with my little one. And after the game, they, they send sort of two players up to come and meet the people that, you know, paid a bit extra. And one of the guys that came up was Josh Godfrey. And, um, he was wearing a, a Washington Nationals baseball cap, which I obviously recognized as being a Washington sports fan. And I just said to him, Oh, I like, like the cap, you know, um, I think I mentioned something about the game a couple of nights before or something. Um, and the conversation just kind of naturally went from there. So I said to him, "Oh, what got you into the nationals?" And he said, "Oh, well, it kind of was a bit of an obligation because he was um, he was drafted by the Caps." He said, "Oh, we used to go to games. It was part of the sort of the, the family sort of orientated sport around Washington that they would kind of go to each other's games and things." And I just we were just having a you know a conversation about it, and you know I got a bit about his history and stuff from that, and uh, I thought, well, afterwards I was kind of stood there and I was going, Do you know what, actually that would make. If I'm interested in that, somebody else might be as well. So I hadn't recorded it or anything. I hadn't intended to interview him, but it kind of happened that way. Um, and I thought, I'll write it down as best as I can. And I created a blog, put it on there, shared it around a bit, and and people liked it. And so I, I didn't really think anything more of it from then on. Uh, and then it was probably a couple of months down the line. I saw an advert in the Blazes program. They were looking for writers. And so I thought, oh, I'll give it a bash. I don't know a massive amount about hockey. Um, but I think I'm an alright writer. So, so I signed up for that and I'm still writing with them three years later. And then I would just put whatever I wrote for Blaze onto Chasing the Puck once the, obviously once the program was out of print and people were, were really enjoying it. So I started doing other things and I just developed a bit of a love of goalies and I wanted to know more about the goalies. So that's how the Behind the Mask series started, and it's all just really gone from there. But I, I was never getting a huge amount of views on anything. Um, but it was May this year. I decided that, do you know what? I actually wanted some people to help me and from other teams see if we could get a better coverage because there wasn't really um, there wasn't really a website by fans for fans for the entire Elite League, and I thought, well, I can fill that hole. And so we have done and we're we're leaps and bounds. I mean, the amount of views we're getting every day, the amount of people that have come to us and have said, oh, these, you know, your articles are really great. You really love them. You know, we rely on chasing the puck for a lot of the news from around the elite league now, um, is, is amazing really. And, and we're starting to get like recognised by our faces as well, which is quite strange. And it was something I never really expected. I just thought I'll just stick my ramblings on online and. I'm sure somebody will find it in a Google search, you know, ten years time or something.
0: So, if somebody was, uh, it was 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 going to go and chase in the park, what sort of uh, content can they expect about the Elite League?
3: Uh, we have interviews. Um, we've got guys that do match reviews. Our Sheffield guy does a sort of a, a weekly rundown of his his point of view on the Sheffield Steelers, which is great he started taking that in the direction of picking a song and running with the song lyric every week, which is quite amusing. When he comes to us and says, oh, I'm using Born to Run at one point, and I was like, okay, we'll see how that goes. Um, and things like that, you know, depending on whether it's been a good week or a bad week. Um, a lot of people, are, uh, you know, it's not so much straight up match reviews. We want to give people something that you can't find anywhere else. So if you really want match reviews and stuff, then we'll go to the Elite League website or go to the team's website. But if you want somebody who's been a fan for x number of years, who'll give you an honest opinion of what's going on, then we're one of the best places to go, I think.
0: Well, you you, you don't do these interviews not to self-promote, um, <laughs> and obviously, I, I I suppose I discovered you because I, I found out our uh, our goalie um, from the Steel Queens was was involved. How did uh, how did Marie come to your attention?
3: Uh, I put a. uh, An like an advert out of sort of a writer's wanted um because we had a space for um the Brayhead clan well they were Brayhead clan Glasgow clan at at the time and she came forward because she she obviously supports the team and she came and, and because she was a goalie as well I felt like we've always been known as kind of the goalie people because of the the behind the mask interviews and things like that that I felt like we needed a goalie in residence and, and so that's what she became She's brilliant really, she's, she's great she's very light hearted, she keeps the, the locker room as we call it, you know quite jovial when things get a bit tough but she, she's brilliant, yeah
0: Um, And so what what, what is the uh, what is the love for the or the fascination with goalies when when did that start, was it immediate or after watching a few games or?
3: It was pretty immediate if I'm honest
0: I'm not going to lie
3: Um, I love the fact that they were so individual in terms of because they can customize their helmets. It makes them stand out from the rest. You know, they're the only ones that can have custom sort of custom gear. And it was the gear that really drew me in. I mean, the first goalie I ever saw was Tyler Plant and he didn't last much very long after I saw him for the first time. Never actually got a chance to meet him or even talk to him. But um, I began to sort of look around the league and there was all these goalies with these amazing helmets and stuff. And I wanted to know the stories behind them because I mean now more than ever they have sort of the team logos and things on them but they never used to they used to be a lot more well they used to be a lot more personalized I think and I wanted to know the stories behind them so I just sort of started to reach out and and talk to them and everybody has this stigma that goalies are weird and they're really not they're some of the loveliest people I've spoken to and yeah like I say I just ended up the guys all laugh at me because I'm always down for a goalie interview but yeah no it was it was pretty immediate and i Obviously, I saw the first game in Sheffield, and then I started going to Coventry. And Brian Stewart, I found fascinating to watch because obviously he's such a big guy, but he was always really agile. Like he was able to get up and down so quickly for considering his height. And I'd heard rumours about, you know, oh he's a bit like this, or he's a bit like that. And I wanted to to be able to interview him to, you know, to find out for myself firstly whether he was actually like that, or whether it was just, you know, other teams were saying. Oh, he's a drama queen or whatever, you know. There was always rumours about Brian Stewart, and when I met him, he was lovely. And then I spoke to him and did the interview with him, and then I approached Ben Bounds and found that he was just as lovely. And um, yeah, it just kind of all went from there, really. I mean, I I was a, I was a, well, I played football when I was younger, and I was a goalkeeper then. So I think I've always loved the position generally. But
0: ice hockey goalies are awesome. <laughs> and. Uh... And correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've have you have you given hockey a go yet? I don't think you. St-
3: no, I haven't. I want to, desperately want to. I'm hoping that maybe um, I'm quite um, speak to Jordan Maren, his his missus quite a lot, and I'm hoping at some point I might be able to twist his arm and see if he'll let me have a go. But um, no, I haven't had a go yet. Not yet. I'd love to, but not yet.
0: <laughs> and uh, just uh, obviously. I know you you've talked a lot about the elite league and stuff. What what I mean have you have you taken in any Uni hockey or know much about the Uni setup at all?
3: Not really. Um I don't know of any sort of the literally the only real sort of uni teams I know am pretty sure there's a couple in Sheffield, but I've never been to a game. And obviously I know of, of Mari's team. Um but other than that, it's something I don't it doesn't really pop up on my radar very often, if at all. Um, which is a shame.
0: We'll have to remedy, I suppose. <laughs>
3: yes, I'm in the process of trying to, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, the other thing I was going to say, is, so um, just just if you could interview any goalie, um, past or present from you know prof- uh, the professional leagues, who who would it be and why?
3: Probably Bourdieu, um because I just his career has been amazing, really, and I'd love to know you know more more about him. Um, in terms of current players, Braden Holby and Philip Grubauer. So I love Gruby. I kind of want to speak to, like, Marc-Andre Fleury, because after his concussion and stuff, I kind of want to know, like, how that was for him and, and the comeback from that as well. Like, I'd love to get to know more about that. Because you don't really hear about it so much. I mean, you do more, like, recently, but not so much. Not from a goalie standpoint, anyway.
0: Yeah, I think some people do forget that goalies can... They can take concussions. They do sometimes get pucks off the head or, you know, twist the wrong way and can get concussions.
3: Absolutely. I think people forget that they've got all this gear on, but that doesn't necessarily stop them from getting injured. Yeah. They're not invincible. I mean, Mika Wickman showed us that last season when he got the concussion, when he was with MK. So, and I mean, his was quite nasty.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I mean, I think it's great that uh, what you're doing. I mean, I've I've read a few few of the articles. I, I must confess, with the amount of time I spend running between ice rinks, I maybe haven't read as many as I'd like. But there's a lot of good content there. So, if if you were to give one final plug for anyone listening to this as to why they should check out Chasing the Puck, what would you say, them?
3: Oh, <laughs> why should people check out Chasing the Puck? Because we're awesome, and we try and be as unbiased as possible. Which isn't always the case around the rest of the league and if there's anybody listening that wants to write for Belfast come and say hi because we'd love you on board
0: I think unfortunately we, we, uh, we we've got one Belfast player at the moment but and the uh, the history of Northern Irish hockey you might want to get in touch with them because they've got a, a big fan base for for Northern Irish hockey as well Mm-hmm. Um, so they might be able to point you in the right direction for Belfast. Yeah. <laughs> I would just like to say thank you on behalf of the BIHA for taking time out on a on a Monday evening to to speak to me uh, and listen to my ramble rambling incoherent questions uh, and answering them. Uh, you know, great uh, fooling. It's been really interesting speaking to you. So thank you very much on on behalf of the BIHA.
3: You're welcome, and thank you for having me as well.
0: And so Nick, it's it's good to hear someone with uh, a lot of enthusiasm about the game of hockey. Uh,
1: would you agree? It is. It's always. Uh, I think it goes back to what we say about nationals. In terms, of it's always the the people, the keen ones, and on the first couple of weekends that kind of touch your pull on the heartstrings again of like remembering what it was like many 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 years ago in your case, uh, and uh, still many many years ago in my case as to what it was like when you first started and it's hockey such a great game to fall in love with and whether or not there's so many different ways you can interact with it and so many different ways that it appeals to many people some people like the the, the fast pace kind of might be stop start but you're not talking about massive like tv ad breaks kind of uh, kind of watching the other thing is the thing that always appealed to me when i first started watching and playing hockey was it's not like i can remember sitting on the terraces at football matches and and sitting through nil nils for ninety minutes, and you'd be like, "Well, actually, what did anyone gain from this?" And like, don't get me wrong, I have watched many, many, many bad games of hockey, but I've watched so many more bad games of football. If you know what I mean, there's always something in a game you can take out of it. Whether it, if you're watching uh, the the proper hockey, as I would call it, and there might be a big hit or a fight or something of that nature, or an incident to get interested in, or or even just a nice play or something like that. But hockey such a a deep sport in terms of there's so many different levels that you can enjoy it on and certainly uh, they're uh, enjoying enjoying it for what it is is what I would uh, say that they're getting out of that
0: well that's that's certainly true I mean I remember as I say I started playing when I was five and back in those days the the youngest age group was under twelve in fairness, I look now at the under-8s and think I don't think I was ever that size. Um, I always think I was much more big than that. Um, but, you know, I think that you fall in love with the game, you fall in love with being part of a team, and uh, it, it, it's a great sport, really, because there, there is something sort of for everyone. You know, you're, you're big guys, you're, you know, are, are strong, and, you know... They've got to balance out with the sort of finesse players who are quick and, and can move can move've got good hands so it's you know it's it's there's something for everyone it's it's a great team sport and it's fast and it's exciting and um i think the great thing is that you know with most of the clubs in the b i h a there's a there's a movement to get more people participating in the sport and that can only be a good thing in the long run for for all the uh, all the teams
1: Yeah, I think it's something that if we continue the way that we're going, I would love to see either now or something in a couple of years' time that could be tracked in terms of ten years ago to five years ago to right now to in five years' time to in ten years' time, what the percentage of players now playing either league hockey or recreational hockey definitely, what percentage of those are BYJ alumnus? Because the BYJ here are feeding the, uh, the bottom-end grassroots kind of recreational side of the sport, in my belief.
0: I certainly think so. I mean, I, I look at the, the Phoenix, who I, I played for up until last year, and um, they're just full of people that have come come through uni. Uh, and there's quite a lot of other clubs are in a similar boat uh, in, in Edinburgh, certainly. And, and across the board, you'll come across people who have played uni at some point. Some have played had played before they went to uni. Some were quite new to the sport, having started, you know, maybe played roller and then moved on to ice hockey. So, um, yeah, I mean, I just want to say the clubs, well done to you for for introducing so many people to the sport and giving them a chance to, to give it a go. And even if some of them don't like it, then you know what, you've you've given them a platform to find out they don't like it because a lot of them wouldn't would never find
1: out um, first hand. So. Exactly, and, and a lot of people shouldn't knock it until they've at least, at least given it a try. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's 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 things like that in terms of just, just finishing rounding off that subject there. It's like for instance, we had a we had a guy on the C like came to the development team last year and played a little bit for the C team and then played development team, D team at nationals, who he was in his final year and obviously he was absolutely beside himself that he had to leave and leave the setup. But then, just this weekend, it, it kind of warmed your heart a little bit to see him. He's back in Belfast now. Saw a nice picture of him over in Belfast with his uh, with his new team strip on for the Rec team out there that he's joined. And you look at that and you think that, like, hey, that a year ago that guy hadn't even been on the ice, and now he's played cup games in the BUIC. He had a whale of a time at nationals, and now he's technically in a different part of the country now meeting a whole different band of people who all share that same common bond of just loving ice hockey
0: yeah yeah I mean I I, I um I totally agree with you and I mean uh, just look at the, the opportunities that um, pe- people have and then you see those same people that have come into hockey going along watching the likes of up in Edinburgh obviously the Racers or the Flyers or whoever that may be in, in Scotland and uh, you know down in uh I suppose some of you guys maybe will go and catch the Warriors sometimes and then you've got you've got Sheffield Steelers, I'm sure got tons of students going to their games that are that have maybe first time they've they've come along, they've they've got the chance to play and they've thought, oh, I'll maybe go along with the Steelers, Steelers tonight so I can learn from the pros and you know, so it it all benefits everybody and that's that's the thing. Make hockey go. Um and you guys are doing that, uh, managers and, and whatnot, creating these opportunities. Um so well, well done, you <laughs> um so uh Nick, I mean, we've got one more one more pod before Christmas. We said that we normally pick it up after you know when when we start to get to the uh, the business end of the the season, um we are hoping to have a a, a round table pod um featuring uh, Dave Rogers again and uh, and some somebody else to be named at a later date. Uh, so you know, I hope you guys are able to tune in for that. If you have any ideas for the pod, if you'd like a Christmas mention, um, if you'd like to be one of the 12 teams of Christmas, uh, then please <laughs> please get in touch with us and, and tell us why you should be one of the 12 teams of Christmas. I'm pretty sure even if they don't get in touch with us, Birmingham Lions would be in that list. But um,
1: <laughs> In which case, Birmingham Lions have to be like, surely like either team number six or team number five, just for the five of them.
0: Yeah, because on the twelfth days of Christmas my true love gave to me five, five. Birmingham lions or something like that.
1: <laughs> I, we, we can work on this. I think this has got some legs. So Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I, I, Dave might insist that we sing it. I don't know. He might insist we don't.
1: <laughs> um, Dave insists on a lot of things, guys. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah.
0: A- anything that's bad about the pod, we've been told to do it by uh, the management.
1: Uh, <laughs> exactly, and there's there's been twenty of these episodes now. So, yep
0: yeah. Now, just just before we do go, Nick, and I've kind of jumped the gun by advertising the next pod, but um, I did want to ask your your opinions on this. Uh, the new rules have been in force now for for a few months, um, brought in by the W. The, sorry,
1: the W. The, double, the
0: W The WWE uh, is the it? Do, WWE. <laughs> if you watch some of the games, you'd think they were uh, the W. Oh, I've done it again. The I uh, I H F, yeah, I I H F, yes, that one. Um the uh, they brought in the new rules, the late hit rule, um the goalies covering the puck, um when not under pressure, um thing has been clarified if they're out of the crease. Uh, how do you find them?
1: Oh man, like the 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 goalie covering the puck thing is so dangerous. Like there's just so many like injuries and the 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 no. The new rules, guys, are fine. There's some wrinkles in them that people are still trying to work out. Having played this year for the first time on both sides of that, having played in goal and out, yeah, there's certain scenarios where the new rule, you might look at it and go, nah, didn't really benefit me right there. But there's certain scenarios where, guess what, you're going to get the flip side. We had this when we brought in the hybrid icing and all that kind of stuff. People who want to, like, and sorry if I'm going too far on this, but people who want to complain about the rule changes, hey, we didn't make the rules, we just enforced them, and so do the officials. So if you've got a problem with how things are working out like that, guess what? A couple of years' time, the rules will probably change again. So uh, suck it up.
0: So there you are. That's the uh, the views on someone who's playing the game uh, on the on the new rules brought in this season. Um, so, uh, yeah, Nick, um, I think we'll, we'll call it a day at that, and... Uh, on a positive note, folks, uh, stay tuned for our Christmas episode. I think we can talk about Christmas now. It's past Halloween far enough, and the weather's minging, so we might as well try and cheer ourselves up. Um, yep. So really? we'll 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 be back in uh, two or three weeks. Um, goodbye, folks.
1: Goodbye. See you later.